Lime, duh. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Let's do it again, baby. Hello. Wow, wow, wow. Woo. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the comedians of wrestling podcast, the podcast where comedians dissect the wrestling to an unhealthy degree. Shuts your home. I'm your host, the host with the most viral stand-up, which is going around again about professional wrestling. Dead Black. I have been here for twelve years. AKA Donsky Black Amora, aka Donnie Wrestling. Donnie Wrestling, a.k.a. the modern day goof and spoof Haraja. Seems like you're a little stupid, but you're actually really stupid. Coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby, gabba, gabba, wee, gabba, wee, yeah, yeah, gabba, gabba, wee, gabba, gabba, gay, gabba, 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 wee, gabba, 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 In action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy, oops, we caliente wrestling reactions. Woo. Hey, everybody, what is up? Welcome to the podcast this week. I am uh, feeling spicy. I'm feeling fine. I'm highly caffeinated for the first time in a while, really caffeinated up on this podcast. And, uh, before we get into it, by the way, this podcast is grassroots. We could not be more grassroots. Um, uh, I'm doing a lot of shit for this podcast nowadays. So if you want to support this podcast, if you want to help out this pod, um, patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. And by the way, we're never asking for handouts. We got tons of bonus content on there. It's ridiculous. Two eight-hour episodes. We also have our weekly roundup episodes. We're talking about AEW NXT focused episodes. Um, we had a post NXT takeover in your house episode with me and Tulo um, on there on Patreon. And also every Monday we have the cow movie world order where we watch a movie with a pro wrestler in it. And this week we watched roadhouse that is out right now. Join the cow movie club. We talk about Terry Funk's brief appearance in roadhouse. Ridiculous movie. Um, and next week we are watching, um, our second ever triple H movie, which I, I, Aaron says looks like a total piece of shit. Um, uh, which was always, which makes it more fun to talk about a movie inside out from 2011 starring triple H and Michael Rappaport. <laughs> Rappaport's man funny. So, um, <laughs> I think that'll be cool. Yeah. Check that out. So. Support the pod on Patreon.com. Also, Dan Black Attack podcast this week. Uh, all our podcasts are kind of um, this week are coming out at weird times, but we're back on schedule starting next week. Dan Black Attack podcast will be coming out uh, on Monday also. So check those out, baby. And anyway, time to introduce him. He's here. He's a nasty, nasty boy. Nasty Newman. Welcome to How About It City, bitch. Wow. How About It City? It looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks, it looks like uh, you're indoors at How About It City right now? 
in the cafe. Yeah, I'm in the. I'm in how about a, I'm uh, in the penthouse of how about a tower. Wow, unbelievable! Yeah. I knew you've been you've been too elite for us. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, let's get let's get into. It. I mean, there's there's ridiculous. There's so much to talk about, and then mm-hmm. so little, and also so little to talk about. There's so much, yeah. so little, By so much way, to talk about, merch. and so little of it matters. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. This is the Drew McIntyre NXT shirt. Uh, that um, I don't like any of the Drew shirts except for I do such like an, that one blue one they put out. Such but, an interesting yeah. choice to have, like the things on the side. Yeah, go behind his name McIntyre. Like it literally looks like they just slapped it together. Yeah, like, I they know. didn't I, edit I don't it understand at all. That at all. I was looking close at that. I didn't really get that at all. Anyway, as always, the podcast is getting back to normal here, but the times are not getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So. Uh, uh. Yeah. As always, all these podcasts. We are uh, the Cow Podcast is firmly stands with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh. Uh. So we'll you know, uh, be talking about that stuff as well as it comes up. First thing I'd like to say is if you haven't listened to it as Wrestling Marks, check out the New Days podcast they put out last uh, this week. Um, where the New Day kind of talk about their experience with uh, racism in America and growing up um, in a country where uh, you don't feel the same. It's pretty fucking powerful, pretty amazing, really uh, emotional stuff. I was listening to it and was, you know, feeling feeling it, you know? Um, yeah. Did you hear I did. I, I watched it. I listened to it. Um, I didn't watch it. I should have watched it. I didn't realize there was a video. Yeah. The, uh, what do you call it? I just think like, <sighs> it's important for wrestler, for people with platforms to speak out against this stuff. Yeah. Um, I think as a society, we put too much, um, we like, we tend to be like, okay, black people, uh, teach us about this or like, okay, black people, like it's you're you have to be the superhero. You have to like help us. We do this, especially to black women and black kids a lot. There's a video going around of a little black girl, uh, having to defend her humanity, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like the fact that she feels like she has to take up that mantle and that we have to have this conversation where a child has to like, has to test to tell somebody that she's a human being. Um, and I, and I think, and I'm just going to jump right into it. Like, there's been comments on the Facebook group about how, oh, it doesn't matter whether or not a wrestler speaks out. Uh, it doesn't matter whether they post on social media about it. These are all coming from white people. So I don't understand how like an adult human being can with a straight face be like, oh, this doesn't matter. When well, yeah. you not only don't speak for anybody but yourself, you certainly don't speak for black people about what matters and what doesn't matter in terms of like getting this message out there. Right. I think that, um, yeah, so you're referring to something I said. I think we should give the context, which is yeah. I had uh, I had, I had, separately looked up kind of which wrestlers were not posting anything. And I, and I didn't intend by any means to, uh, let's say, shame them, even though I don't know if that's the right term. But I didn't really – I just was curious. It was for me. You know, mm-hmm. it was just for me to be like, I know Braun Strowman is extremely because I don't think this issue is right or left. Right. Right. And right. I don't think it's right or left wing issue. And, and, and so I it's like where, yeah, I tend to be a left leaning guy. Right. But 
it doesn't stop me from liking Braun Strowman. If he wants to, we, we could talk about the Second Amendment. We could talk about, um, you know, whatever. I don't need to get into the issues. We could talk about what makes right. you, what kind of freedoms you think you are, uh, are important to you and whatnot. Well, we can get into that. And also, I don't think it's, I, I do think there was a time where, there there's always been a time where it's like, you know, the conversation's always been like, hey, um, just because we disagree doesn't mean we shouldn't get along. And I've always believed in that. Like, I've never censored any right-wing person who's listened to this podcast. I, I love that I have different listeners. It's part of what I love about this podcast is, like, when some someone messages me and I'll click on their profile, like, on Facebook, and I'm like, wow, this person lives in, like, Idaho. I've never been to mm-hmm. Idaho, but we connect. Like, I think that's part of what's beautiful about Cow Podcast. It's, like, you know, right. something I'm very proud of about the podcast. To, um, like, not, not to interrupt, but to, yeah, to kind no, of support your to support your point here, there's a guy, I'm not going to name him because I don't want to put him on blast. There's a guy in the group who I never agree with. He posts a lot of stuff and I'm always like, you're wrong, right? But he posted something about this. Uh, it was an article from a source I would never go to. It was like a Christian libertarian website. Uh, and But this article- These websites are getting out of control. But, but this particular article illustrated the point very well. And so- just to illustrate your point where this isn't a left or right thing. This is about how many excuses are you willing to make for state violence? Like how many excuses are you willing to make to say, Oh, well the state can murder people sometimes. Right. And even this extremely right wing libertarian Christian website was like, no, 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 no. That's not, you know, no, it's wrong when the state murders people extra judiciously period. Right. 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 So, like, just to like support right. your point of like, it's, this isn't a, a, a left or right. It's it's the issue's clear, and I right. think if you go out of your way to start parsing things, then like you you got the wrong. You're you're just wrong. Yeah, well, it's kind of it's kind of there's also a thing where just because everyone is speaking out against this particular the murder of George Floyd and everyone's agreeing it's a murder, and even super uh, people uh, uh, people who are notoriously um, big prote- protectors of cop lobbies and whatnot are saying it should be first degree murder. They're going as far as right. that. Doesn't negate the fact that in the past there's been almost no consequences for this behavior, you know? Right. So right. now all of a sudden you've seen something that's too far for you uh, and then you're pulling a like, yeah, we agree, but situation. And it's 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 went too long. But I, I wanted to go back to my original point, I, yeah, yeah. I, it, it, which was that I looked at some some wrestlers and, you know, I, because I don't see this as a right left issue. I just was curious who would kind of be silent right now. Right. And one um, and I didn't look at every wrestler because it's not important because this was just for me. Right. Right. And I looked at um, Braun Strowman, someone I know uh, has different beliefs than me uh, in a lot of ways. And he posted even just a black square, right? The minimal thing. But he wrote a nice little message on the bottom. And I think the difference between me and a lot of people is people say the black square. It's like, oh, you just posted a black square. I think it matters. I think the black square mm-hmm. mattered a lot. I, I, I was kind of bummed that everyone went against the black square because, like, simplicity is very powerful, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, unity is very powerful. So for me, it was like, yes, the black squares were and uh, were misguided a little bit because people were hashtagging Black Lives Matters, which uh, which blocked a lot of information on the hashtags. It was just blacked out. Right. Yeah. 
but also, you know, when you got to think about your initial scroll and you see that the amount of people that were converted just by seeing people they respect, a, a number of people they respect, all have this unity. It is powerful. So I was like, you know what? I think this is actually helpful. And then mm-hmm. it was kind of sabotaged, you know, uh, by uh, sabotage is too strong. I, everyone, people, well-meaning people, well-meaning people had good intentions, but it got sabotaged right. because of the negatives of it. Anyway, my point is that I think uh, a wrestler, Drew McIntyre, the WWE champion, posts a black square. That changes people's minds, I believe. Right. You know, I think that. Yeah, no, people- I believe it too. Right. So I think it does matter. So I looked at AJ Styles is the point. Who's a wrestler I have probably the most merch of. Uh, is a guy that I respect a lot, but I know I've kind of turned a blind eye to things he's done in the past. Um, things he said and whatnot, but again, didn't hold it against him because he's different. And also we make mistakes and I don't need anyone to be like a boy scout and whatnot. But for me, it was like kind of a final straw where CM Punk called him out also and was like, yeah, that's no surprise. And he didn't post anything, but he finds time to keep posting his video game posts. And it just felt icky to me. And I just said to everyone, you know what? I'm just not going to post. I'm not going to buy his merch anymore until I see some word from him because I think it matters, especially he's a guy from Georgia and he is, uh, uh, I, I think that people, kids really look up to him. He's been the WWE mm-hmm. champion and that's it. I just think I imagine that all his coworkers he works with saying like, oh, this guy's kind of silent, hasn't done anything. Now, that's it. So I just said for me personally, this guy's one of my guys. I'm still a fan of his. I'm not going to lie. I watched him on SmackDown. I was like, this guy's looking awesome still. Right. I was like, those gloves are dope. The yellow looks awesome on his gloves. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm disappointed in the guy, and I could choose what I do personally with my money. And mm-hmm. I felt like on the Facebook group, which is still the best Facebook group for wrestling, even the one guy who keeps trying to leave this thing keeps coming back, which is hilarious. Right. Uh, and I understand because I'm in a Which, by the way, next time you leave, next time you leave, stay gone. Stay gone. And so um, that's it. I just said what I'm doing, right? Right. And it's amazing the pushback you can get, the amount mm-hmm. of energy. People were saying things like, hey, I think that like he's kind of like a he's a Midwest uh, – he, he's a father of four, not a big social media guy, blah, blah, blah. Well, first off – Wrong. I, I also think your public personality of, right. of uh, WWE – doesn't really work like that. You do have 2.3 million followers on there. Right. Um, and also, I, 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 I also think that, uh, I also kind of think that, yeah, because he, he, uh, like, you're just because you're not a social media guy doesn't mean I can't choose to buy your merch. Right. Right. And I also think you spending your time you, – uh, no, here was the argument. Someone said he's not a social media guy and also uh, I don't think he should be the only one called out because other wrestlers are not doing it. And and someone said I – it's like I personally also don't feel comfortable posting about this stuff. So maybe he feels that way. And I'm saying, yeah, well, I'm saying a guy who is someone who gets my money is someone who's comfortable to stand up to this kind of injustice. The Rock Here's, has so much to lose yeah. by posting the stuff he's posted. The Rock right. is universally, broadly a hero to everybody. Everyone loves him. He has movies, huge box office. People can say he has a, a whole fan base. I imagine all police officers 
who will stop going to see his movies, right? Right. Stop giving right. him money. But it was too far for him. It was too far for everybody. I think it was too far for anybody to really not be silent. Go on the New York Times. If you are someone who needs to see this, if you've not done your due diligence, you should. I, I if you can handle it, if you watch the actual murder of this guy, there's just no. It's it's it'll make you outraged. It's outrageous. And um, so what what AJ silence does is it it kind of, in my mind and this is just for me personally, right? Right. Is what he does is that his enables people who post stuff like George Floyd's criminal record and shit that's completely irrelevant to how you should be treated by the state. Right. Like due process being held in the street that the police are now executioners. Which, by the way, yeah. uh, you know, fucking 10 years ago, people like Alex Jones were railing against. They would have the, 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 the extrajudicial murder of somebody by a police officer. Uh, I right. remember he would say things like it's the, it's the cop's job to enforce the laws that Congress makes, not to interpret who's guilty and blah, blah, like. These are core right-wing values, which further illustrates the hypocrisy and the, like, the cynical, just self-absorbed, knee-jerk defensive reaction that some people are having right. to this. Like, okay, you're afraid of this. Try not to have your reaction be that of a complete fucking asshole who's like, uh, him speaking out means absolutely nothing. To you. To you, it means nothing. Right. Like, well, also, it, I'm not saying – they're also – the other jump people make because people can't handle the nuance of our day. And you better be able to start handling the nuance of today because we live in a really nuanced society. We, you right. know, and, uh, uh, and it's not going to get simpler. So if you don't no. know what a trans person is, look it up. Get, get, right. get information on it because right. uh, if, if, if you can't handle the nuance that I'm not – saying AJ Styles is racist. I'm not saying that. I'm literally right. not saying that. I, I, mean, I, I am. <laughs> right. Well, you, right. Well, that's what you're saying. I'm, I'm personally not saying that. I don't, I don't have any proof of that. I'm just saying. I do, but, but I do, but oh, I do. Right. It's not about his silence. It's about, so we're talking about things that AJ's maybe not comfortable saying, right? He's not comfortable right. speaking out. Here's something that AJ Styles was comfortable saying. Okay. And I quote, since The Rock is not black or white, usually people like that can say full N-word whenever they want. That's something AJ Styles is comfortable saying. Wait, um, can we break that down for a second? So he said he, he, he thinks that The Rock is like, like, like has no race? Right. He says, <laughs> oh my God. since The Rock is not black or white, right. one or the other, right. usually people like that can say... And then he said the full N word with a hard R, hard R uh, whenever they want. Right. And it was this little snippet of a conversation he thought he was having in private. Right. He got picked up on a recording of a podcast and got published. Um, setting aside whatever argument, Hulk Hogan argument you want to make about uh, wait, what so, people say wait, 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 in private. I'm sorry. What's the second part of that? The first part is he has no So race. he's sort he of saying. Say, he can't say. He's saying he can't say the N word because he's not a race or he's saying he can no, he's – so obviously – okay, so I'm going to make an assumption as to the context of the rest of the conversation. Right, right, right. But if we use kind of our process of elimination here, a statement like this really kind of only fits in like one context, which is how come I can't say the N-word? Who can say the N-word? Oh. How come? And then he says since The Rock is not black or white, usually people like that can say 
N-word whenever they want. Oh, no. The Rock can, I guess, say that if he wanted to because he is black. Right. So he doesn't think – see, the thing – my problem with AJ is that he's a dope. Right. That's my problem with AJ is that he's he's kind of like uh, willfully ignorant. Uh, and so that, that's kind of the problem. It's like, whereas I'm sorry, but like John Cena, I, I, unfortunately for me, maybe it's time for me to grow up, but (laughs) I see the WWE championship as meaning something. Like when I was a kid, the Mm -hmm. WWE champion, uh, Hulk Hogan, right? He was like the American hero and kids looked up to him. Now look, look behind the, the veil of that. Right. He had some problems, whatever. He was more of. Uh, Hollywood Hogan or whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. But you look at like John Cena, right? I mean, the dude, like that's, I believe that the WWE champion, there should be a champion who like stands for, uh, what do you call it? Correct? The values? common good? Yeah. Right? Like the common good should stand for uh, uh, like whatever, whatever the, the civil rights side of modern society looks like whatever liberties people are fighting for in America are, you know, I take that seriously that, and I think AJ has that like Americana vibe. He's like a dad of four and blah, blah, blah. And then most of the time is a baby face. And yeah. So to, to see, to see the fact that behind the curtain, it's kind of like Hogan all over again and it's frustrating. Right. Yeah. But I mean, and then people say, Oh, well, what about, what about this? What about the time this other wrestler we're not fucking talking about said this? What about the other time this unrelated fucking thing happened? What about, and it's like, all you're doing is like right. pointing out other examples of shit you don't care about. And period. kudos to Randy Orton. Right. Of all people who actually decided to think for a minute and said, I was wrong. Think about right. how many All Lives Matters tweets he's put out. Mm-hmm. And then for him to actually just go back on it, uh, I I give him props. I mean, yeah. Right. Um, no, but actually, don't forget, don't forget, a, Dan. Him I, speaking out means absolutely nothing. Well, I actually have a quote of him <laughs> saying he's talking about all his old, every single one of those old tweets that he put out with "All Lives Matter" in it. Stupid, 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 stupid. So he put out 15 of them. Uh, there's always five or six more stupids than I ever think there's going to be. It's so long. No matter how many times I hear it. Um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, I just want... The last thing I'm going to say is yeah. that, like, I just don't think... It's not as... You're, okay, so to the people who are pushing back against this, it doesn't look to everybody else the way you think it looks to everybody else. We can all see your hypocrisy. We can all see your fear. We can all see your bad faith arguments. We can all see your what about isms and you look like a fool. Like you, you're not being as slick as you think you are. Wait. So, it's, and then the other argument they're making was right. Like, uh, then shouldn't I hold WWE accountable and a couple things. And, and maybe because we do this podcast, we kind of, <laughs> I mean, barely profit off of, uh, off of WWE on this podcast. Right. And so they're saying right. like, all right, so, uh, like, uh, isn't it like I make money off of them? Aren't I kind of a fraud in that way? And you're like, okay. No. So, yeah, your argument is first off that I can't handle a personal issue with a wrestler. It's not even a big issue either. It's just I'm not going to give him $30 for a T-shirt until I right. see some progress. That's all I'm saying. That's literally all I said. 
Now we got to make it, oh, it's all about above. Do we not? Does this podcast not? So we should stop watching? So WWE should have no accountability? I mean, this podcast, we always criticize their right. behavior. Always. Right. From Saudi um, to all that. So we give that point of view. So that point of view should be gone. I should stop. We should stop supporting watching something that we love. Where that supports actual talent with good views, like a Daniel Bryan, like a John Cena. I should just give up on those guys also. I just don't understand right. what your argument is. Your arguments are fucking lazy, man. Like, these yeah. arguments are lazy. Because they're not arguments to make a point. They're arguments to move and change the points into, a, into an arena where they're more comfortable just getting you stuck in these whataboutisms. They have no argument for against any of it because it's your personal choice, right? So how are they going to – they have no facts to be like your personal choice is wrong. So they want right. to move the argument to a different arena of, well, what about AEW? You don't think they're blah, blah, blah? Oh, and Jericho, you paid him 50 bucks for that pay-per-view and he said all that. It's like you are so transparently – purposely moving the topic of the conversation to a different area because you know you've lost on this other front. Right. And now you're like, well, come over here and argue about this. It's like, no, you're a dipshit. And I don't want to it's do that. It's the equivalent of like you bring – like when Trump just goes like, what a nasty question. Right. Right? Like, oh, oh, wow, you're a really bad reporter as opposed to answer – like bring up – like addressing the actual right. good point they brought up. Oh, no, you're, you're being gross. You're being gross. You're being gross just for giving – like for pointing something out. Well, listen, we've got to get into the crevices of it all. It's all important. That's why mm – -hmm. That's why this stuff is complicated. We can't paint it all with broad strokes. It's like we're getting into th small things. I'm pointing out, uh, whereas WWE's done behavior that is absolutely wrong, I'm just pointing out one guy and something that bothered me. Same reason we point out Randy Orton, his behavior. All right, anyway, we can talk about this forever. It's literally could right. be a loop, but I just, I, it's worth our time. Um, it's And it's it's worth our time to not, I'm not into like, diversion so if you you can find another wrestling podcast that is gonna just say uh let's just talk about the matches and this and that like uh i think wrestling's always been, wrestling's always been uh about always been a reflection of society you know mm -hmm. um and that's also part of why i think a, a part of what is failing about the wb product right now is them just trying to act like business as usual um right. Whereas AEW has done a couple of small things to make you realize they kind of know what's going on in this world. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to back down from that just because you go, oh, you guys are AEW marks, blah, blah, blah. We're not, we're not crazy. That's not even true. Um, yeah. we're, we love all wrestling. I support all wrestlers. Um, anyway, um, just small thing. New Japan is back for people, let you know. Cool. Uh, I think on Monday, next Tuesday, they start – the uh, what's thirty two man tournament? Yeah, the thirty two man tournament, single elimination. Um, so if you're looking to watch New Japan, because uh, the what's it called? The tournament, by the way, the New Japan Cup starts. Uh, so and they're doing a special called Together Project Special. So if you want to watch New Japan, they put it out. The brackets are out. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be checking it out. because uh, I gotta watch guys like. I've been missing, like, Kota Ibushi's in the tournament. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., who I always really dig. I know a lot of people don't. Or not in Tanahashi in it. Um, Okada. Yeah, everyone's in it. It's great. So, yeah. Great. All right. 
let's let's actually while we're talking about Randy Orton get into Randy mm-hmm. Orton for a second because okay. so Randy Orton uh he trolled NXT uh yeah. takeover. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> um it was so funny. I loved it. He literally was like what was his tweet? His tweet was kind of like NXT. Uh, he was. He was like, I heard NXT Takeover was a great show. I'm slapping my leg for the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 something like great that. Great yeah. job, hashtag leg slap. Now, um, he, what he's saying is that all, all, all the wrestlers they overuse the leg slap, meaning like kicks, right. all the any of those wrestlers with the slap noise, the super kicks. Uh, it's funny. Champa responded. And was like, hey, I needed, you know, I don't know. I was looking for a way to get my daughter to sleep, so I showed her some Randy Orton matches. Uh, <laughs> was pretty funny. And then, uh, and then Orton responded again, and it was really funny. Check it out. I think it's really, it's, it's, it's really cool to see the. I like the the. I mean, I love this side of Orton. He really is such a great fucking heel. Yeah. 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 It's just about like he, he called him. He called him a, the locker room leader of a wrestling school. Yes, that was the best line. He called NXT a wrestling school. <laughs> I, I I wonder if this was a work at all. I I don't think it is though. I think Randy just did it. Yeah, I mean it's a work in the sense that they both know that it's not serious. But yeah. like, I don't think Champa knew that that tweet was coming. No, 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 no. And I think Champa definitely was actually annoyed, but also like these wrestlers also know part. They also understand uh, the heat of it. I think that's very mm-hmm. fucking fun. Um, I wonder if they'll use it or, or go into anything. I think it'd be cool. I mean, Champa Orton would be interesting. A Champa would look very tiny. <laughs> this big. <laughs> these guys need all these guys need Orton to retire fast because Orton, when you get in the ring with Orton, it, it exposes your, your, your how you look as a wrestler. Orton, Orton is the only wrestler who I think they like pitch his build height down. Yeah, like that man must be seven foot two, and they're like, oh, he's six foot four. Like he, he's like a fucking Adonis, and he's a huge yeah. prick to boot. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah, it's great. I love this behavior by Orton. It's really great. It it it, it is what is it is what's amazing about Orton. He when he's when he's doing his thing, no one is better at it. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh. Okay. Well, I mean, let's talk a little about this Edge Orton match. Uh, okay. that's coming up because Edge, Edge Orton, a backlash, which is by the way this weekend, shockingly, mm-hmm. I'm losing all sense of time, and uh, uh you, you, what up, what up? Oh my what god, up? is this this Newman? Are you, you here? You, what up? I'm oh back my, it looks it. like Newman. Got, it's the Super Troll. Someone oh my just... god, you could see yep. on the Zoom video the Super Troll is completely taking over Newman's link. Super Troll, yeah, I, I was just talking about Edge Orton. You had something to say about that? Oh, you mean the greatest match of all time? You mean, no, the greatest wrestling match ever. That's how that's how they're billing it as, but we all kind of know that, like, you know. You I know, mean, finally, those... we're going back to the glory days of 2008, WWE, Ruthless Aggression. I'm pumped. This is the first time that I've been excited for a wrestling match in my entire 39 years on this earth. 39 years. Where you live right now? 
Uh, undisclosed location. I don't feel like giving you that information. Your In mom's my mom's basement. basement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Thirty-nine. Wow. Uh, but uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying the ruthless aggression era is the best era in professional wrestling history? Only next to the Attitude Era. I like all the tits. I like all those sloppy matches. I like all the God. all the racism. I like all that stuff. So oh, bring hey, it that's... on, dude. Bring it on, dude. Okay, I'm gonna ignore the a couple of things you said there. Well, no, I don't. Keep I don't the show like going forward. I don't like racism. It's like I like when they do racism. <laughs> no, there's no difference. There's no difference. All right, agree to disagree, bro. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that's okay. But, all right, no, so, that's just a different opinion. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a different opinion. That's wrong. Listen, I, I, I while you're here, you want so you're saying that you think. A forty-six-year-old Edge yep. versus a forty-year-old Randy Orton is going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. How would it not be? These two titans of you know you got the rated R superstar. It's right there in his name. It's not for kids. It's not TV fourteen. Yeah. TVMA, just like the Ruthless Aggression era. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know Randy Orton and his support of cops and blue lives matter. I love it. Okay. Well, all right. Well, Randy Orton is now back to stance up on that. It is now a supporter of, he's, he's went back on all lives matter and now he's a, uh, black lives matter supporter, which is great. Oh, is that, uh, look, I gotta go. You got it. You got, <laughs> he's what? gone. What is, am I on? What happened? Uh, the Super Troll just—he hacked into your feed. Uh, it's a glitch because you know the Zoom bombing. Yes. Yeah. So you got to. Well, anyway, we were about. I'm glad he left. To be honest, he, I, I, I think I caught him in a hole of. We were gonna talk about Randy Orton versus Edge, but uh, all right. Anyway, well, yeah, <laughs> that guy's a fucking swamp creature. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. I've, uh, well. I've noticed from watching WWE, the, so they I keep talking about this, but they have the crowd behind this plexiglass, and the crowd is just all NXT talent. Yeah. Boogenhagen's there. Yeah, it's Boogenhagen and like a <laughs> fucking uh, like Boogenhagen and like an Oscar shirt. It's yeah. so dumb. But forget about it being dumb. The timing of it, the NXT guys are like trolling these wrestlers, like they're heckling uh -huh. them basically, like they. Their timing, it'll be Edge will be like, Edge will be in the ring and I'll just be like, do you know how hard I fought to get here? And they're like, so hard, so hard, man. So like, and you're like, wait, what? Like, it's not at all natural. <laughs> it's like, it needs to be like toned down and like, yeah. just, it, they need to. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's like the, like, uh, the crowd comedians at like indie shows. Right. Where like they're all they're yelling, they're trying to get their joke in there. Like when like someone's going for like a drop kick off the top rope, and they're like, "Don't turn around!" Or like they're trying to like yeah. make these like meta jokes, you know? It's it's like it's actually like killing it because you hear them loud and clear, just be like shut, shut up. It's all like yeah. shut up. But like there's some. I, I honestly think I, I'm trying to figure out the difference between why it works for AEW and not NXT, uh, uh, WB and NXT, and I think it's literally just because they're outside versus inside. Oh, yeah, fair I, enough. I think I, I I think that the AEW guys are probably also doing this shit, but their yeah. sound is just kind of carrying better. 
Where right, right, right. The, they're in a perfectly mic'd up studio. <laughs> yeah. And so you just hear the crowd, and they're yeah. literally just like, what's up, Doink? <laughs> Where's Doink? Yeah. Like, Christian, yeah. it's just like, you're the peeps, guy. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, Gangrel. Uh, yeah, yeah. The brood. <laughs> the brood rules. Well, they're just like telling, and they're also telling them like, they shouldn't give them any direction. They should just be like, go out there, have fun, and obviously, right. like, don't sell anything out. But they're what they're telling them is like, if someone's a face, cheer. If if someone's a, so, it's like completely inorganic. Like, right. literally, they'll just be like, Edge comes out. They're like, yeah, we like this guy, and they heal like, boo, and you're like, boo, we don't like this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like just kind of just re- be more natural. It's it's so right. bad. Um, well, I mean, what the interesting thing though is that, like, whether AEW or, or WWE, isn't it amazing how, like, even twenty-five people in the audience makes such a difference for like wrestling in terms of like watchability and interest? Right. It's like twelve people might as well be a thousand. Like, it's versus zero. Like, zero people is like negative a thousand. And twelve or twenty-five people is like plus a thousand. It's 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 kind of crazy, right? How much wrestling loses without anybody watching? Yeah, uh, yeah, they lose a lot. Uh, it, it's it's WWE specifically. It just they they're both. I mean, I think it's literally just the setup. The in studio is just not really working without a crowd, mm-hmm. and the AEW one is. Well, their trick is that they have a crowd. Um, right. They basically have a crowd. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's talk about Jeff Hardy for a second. Yeah. So Jeff Hardy, they're using his addiction as a storyline. It's been a big topic on the Facebook group. Right. By the way, if you're not in the Facebook group, Comedians Wrestling Podcast Facebook group. Talk about wrestling at four in the morning under his eye. Bless be the uh, fruit. Uh, join it. If you're not joining, you're not part of the uh, 20D experience. But <laughs> I... Uh, a lot of people are bothered by it. I'm just curious what you, how you feel about using his act. You know, he's been a re- he he's literally fell off the wagon like, I don't know, four weeks ago. You know, or right. something. So, right. it's very fresh. Um, well, you know, like most things, it's kind of nuanced, right? Like if it depends if if I don't know, it's tough because I want to say if it's his choice and if he's in on it then who are we to say how his life information gets used as part of a storyline? Right. But then there's also like, if he isn't fully sober and he is back to drinking and he is back to doing drugs, um, then he might not be in the headspace where he's making right. the right decisions as far as what to, what to put out there. Right. And maybe he even feels like if I do this on TV, if I, you know, I'm doing something like, uh, I'm doing something about it. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's, it, there's a possibility that he's tricking himself into thinking he's working on his demons when really he's just selling his demons out for whatever. So I don't know. It's tough. It's really tough. If it's his decision and he's healthy and he's not, and he's actually fine and it's just his decision to use it as a storyline, then I don't see how I could have a problem with it. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like kind of the thing where it doesn't bother me personally, but right. it's also because like, I don't addiction's not a, like it's not really something that affects my life, so right. I'm not sensitive to it. You know what I mean? So I could see people being like, "Oh, I don't like this," but 
they also did it in a way where it was like, oh, he wasn't actually drunk. Seamus set him up. Right. So then you're kind of like, oh, but uh, he must be comfortable with it, right? Like you're saying? Right. That's so what I'm must saying. He must be. be... It, and wrestling really works like when we're, when we're like focusing on the reality here. And I think it's like a, uh, there's a human aspect of Jeff there that I think I like. I personally like it, but I – I could be, I could hear, someone could convince me the other way, but I think right. also, like, it, the problem with WWE, like, a big problem with WWE is I'm watching it, it's like, really, when I'm watching all this, like, the Miz doing, like, pranks and shit, WWE is, like, so for little kids sometimes that, mm-hmm. like, I appreciate the adult shit, and, like, I know if AEW did this, I would like it, so I, I, I think I'm just lying if I say, like, they shouldn't touch right. people's addiction. I think Jeff, need, you know, needs to be comfortable. That's the only thing that really matters to me. Exactly, right. And, I mean, and this is my personal preference for stuff like this, where, like, when, when you use real-life stuff, and this is the same argument that I use for when people talk about should there be a Nazi character or not, like, uh, it depends on what you do with it. It depends on the message that you're trying to get across. Right. And if there were a situation where like we're using Jeff Hardy's addiction as like a storyline and he has this match with Seamus and like, let's say hypothetically, you know, shoot, he's actually, you know, healthy and on the wagon and is fine. And they're just using his history. Right. It's an opportunity to tell a story where like, there's a redemption there where like he, like Seamus beats him and he hugs him and is like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot of like storytelling that can happen that can be very deeply meaningful. My, my my nuance of this is like the reason we can't have a Nazi character is because right. we all don't agree Nazis are bad anymore. Right. Where well, that's everybody my point. believes addiction is bad. We're all like addiction is bad. Addiction is an enemy of every single human, and we all right. agree it's not good. So we can we can spoof it. Uh, people have ruined us parodying Nazis. I'm like all the Jewish comedians, Mel Brooks, everybody right. like has written uh, uh, written Jewish co- uh, Holocaust comedies and whatnot. And even uh-huh. like Roberto Benigni, who's not Jewish, he wrote uh, 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 he made a great movie. He played a Jew uh, in Life Is Beautiful. But like nowadays, it's like because these morons have ruined it for everybody. I don't right. even know if that'll happen anymore. <laughs> but I guess my point is like if you do have a character like that then the responsibility is to make him like, make him a joke, make him weak, make him look stupid, point out, highlight that like, this is wrong. This is bad. He loses. He's not a champion. He's not a winner. He's a loser. Like there's a way to make the commentary meaningful is my point. Right. So like with the same with addiction and the same with Jeff Hardy's life, like there's a way to make this a commentary on how damaging uh, addiction can be. Um, but that would require them to, to, to sort of take this medium to a different place. And right. And also, they're, they're obviously not willing Vince to go. To not like to Vince to focus on the nuance again, and then Vince also has to not just bail on it. Like it has to be right. done right. You know. Um. Yeah. But if Jeffy if Jeffy is okay with it. Yeah, me I'm too. Okay I, that's it. how I feel. <laughs> um, I want Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the IC title. Uh, is going to happen at Backlash and. Mm-hmm. My guess is that Daniel Bryan will be winning, and then Daniel Bryan will be every single week. Here he said it. He's going to do what Cody's doing right now with the TNT title, cutting a schedule. The likes no one has ever seen. Uh, I adored I adored Cody saying, I'm about to cut a schedule like no one's ever seen. You know, yeah. uh, fuck it. I love whenever they use the marquee jargon 
And, uh, I, I mean, you know, that's where I become like a fucking smart or whatever. Like, yeah, but I love if they're like, talk about what is what's cutting a schedule is that like shooting an email to somebody no cutting a schedule just means like i'm about to cut a schedule the likes have never been seen meaning he's gonna put the title on the line every week like he's working every week you know like i'm gonna wrestle cutting a schedule means like i'm gonna be like uh working harder than everybody else like so it is it's like i'm gonna shoot you this email i'm gonna cut this schedule it's like uh it's like a thing you do oh 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 oh, right so you mean where's the metaphor come from what is the cutting? Yeah, like what does that mean? Like I'm gonna cut. Yeah, like what's cut? Cutting a schedule means I'm going to. Because you don't cut a schedule. You don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like because you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna shoot an email the likes of which has never been seen. Tremendous yeah. email. Uh. Uh. Yeah. No, I actually don't know the answer, <laughs> but I think they're gonna do that same thing with Daniel Bryan with the title, but the um. Um, uh, it's a good yeah. one. I think just, it's be, just funny to think about. I think that'll be good. Daniel Bryan cut a his promo was whack though. It was it was not delivered well. It was kind of all over the place. Uh, yeah. he, he But I Daniel Bryan with the IC title will be fun. But I fucking hate that IC title. It does not look like the IC title at all. It's a it's a nice looking it's a nice looking belt. Um. Uh. You know what's funny is I totally forgot that it changed. Oh, and yeah. then when you yeah, said Shinsuke had it and it was buried for so long. Yeah. And then when you just said, I see title in my mind's eye, I saw the old one. I totally forgot that it changed. Yeah. Um, I got a hangnail, hangnail page. You got a hangnail page? Hangnail page. Okay. Um, Bailey and Sasha are the tag team champions again. Um, uh-huh. I will give Bailey some props. A lot of people in the Facebook group posting shit like, if anyone's ready to be a Bailey Mark, I'm not a Bailey Mark by any chance, but I will give her props because Bailey had a very fucking, when she won the title, she was laying on the announce table, like just screaming, like, ah, and it was pretty funny. And then she had both titles and was pretending like they're so heavy, like she couldn't even drag them. That's the most personality I'd ever seen out of Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. Currently right now, that's the one thing I cannot take away from Bailey is that she's showing a thousand percent more personality than I've ever seen her ever. She's getting such great booking. I mean, the power of booking, uh, but good for her. I mean, good good for WWE, like getting behind her, you know? Right. This is so specific, but there is a Snickers commercial with her in it where she's being, she's hungry. So she's being an asshole. Yeah. You know? And it's even a different version of Bailey than is being shown now that I think more hits the mark than like what she's hitting. Go, I encourage everybody to go back and find that Snickers commercial. It's very short, obviously, but like it's, I, I remember it, but I remember where she needs one, to be, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's a small thing, Sh- small thing, but this shorty G shit needs to end. I mean, that guy is one of the most talented guys they got on the roster. Right. Call him Shorty G is ridiculous. It also feels like, I don't know, weird. It feels like a rap name. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, it's. How tall is he? Is he even that much shorter than. He's probably 5'9. He's, he's probably Daniel Bryan's height. But right. to put his height on, on display when he's that talented in ring is so ridiculous. 
absolutely hate it. Um, he's five eight. He's pretty short. So is Daniel Bryan though, and also it's like why why. Like, if you want to talk about his height and be like, but this guy can go. He's so small, but he defies the odds or whatever. Like, right. whatever. And he's so strong. Then why call him Shorty G? Like, Shorty G's not what any white guy would call themselves. Unless yeah. they're a rapper. They're from Long Beach. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I guess it's not even about being white. It's like, it's a rap name. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's, it's very steeped in, like, hip-hop vernacular. Yeah, this guy's a Olympic athlete. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's so weird too because it's like they didn't even try to. I mean, I guess they did with American Alpha, but then they just they dropped that. But like, you have the Steiner brothers, you have like Kurt Angle, you have even to an extent like Drew McIntyre or not Drew McIntyre, Drew Gulak. Or like, right. there's a trope of like wrestler even Dolph Ziggler they talk about his Kent State stuff like there's a trope of like a wrestler's wrestler like why not just do that like the shorty G stuff is just so arbitrary uh yeah it's I, I just every time it's like hurts me it, it bothers me didn't right. he pick it though I think he's the one who I no think chance. so no chance no chance no chance in hell no puppets. All right, let's talk about. Let's just move on to. Uh, I mean, Sasha and Bailey are the only way to make the tag, the women's tag champ, the titles mean something. I think. Uh, they are. They are probably the best like two wrestlers, and I think they should go on a run. Uh, and they actually ha- are have been a unit for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like they probably should have never came off them. Uh, although Sasha left after WrestleMania, but. Maybe she wouldn't have flipped out if she like they kept them. I don't know. I don't really know the situation there. Uh, but yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, I really did not enjoy uh, Raw this week in particular. Oh, you wanted to talk about the the catwalk. I thought I was gonna hate it. Yeah. Uh, and so like. It, it was at least to me, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but it was at least to me like doing something else with the medium. Uh, like to the point where I think it might be cool to even have like a separate spinoff reality show where we see WWE wrestlers do like events like this. Um, so to me, it was, it was funny. And it also, yeah, it was just like an example of like, oh, you can do in this time where you can't have a big crowd. Let's mess with the form a little bit. Let's like let's see what else we can do in the name of wrestling. So on that point, I will defend it. Right. Uh, but you hated it. I I I. So it's funny because you said I uh, uh, you you had told me you you had told me that uh, that it was good. I, I and I was like, oh shit. I, I said it was pretty it. funny. I didn't I say was it was like, good. I was like, fuck, I skipped it because it's – I literally – I literally was like, I can't watch any more of these. And I haven't yeah. skipped like – I haven't skipped any of them. I watched all of them. And then I did right. watch it. And then, yeah, I agree. It was it was, it was was a good time. It, it I They're actually like whatever. They're fine. They're a little kiddie for me. But like there was some funny jokes in there. And it was like a little silly where I was like, oh, this is fun. It's just kind of a bummer because then they try – the Viking Raiders come out later in the show. They're supposed to be like kind of scary. And you're like – you know, you've just kind of sold out your whole gimmick. 
Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. I, I would yeah. love if the Viking Raiders literally were like, "Oh, we're descendants of Vikings," and we're like, literally take this like, like they're like Amish kind of, where they actually right. like still live a Viking lifestyle for no right. reason. But right. if you're like, "Oh, we're just Viking," they Encino man them a little bit, and to me, that's always gonna make a little silly. You know, right, right, right. Like the uh, the street prophets should have showed up to like a like a long house and been like, "This is where you live." And like, there's like people out there like making boats and like they live in like a Viking community. Yeah, like that's what AEW did with like Lance Archer and like Jake. Like, right. I guess in kayfabe they live in like the fucking bayou or some shit, <laughs> and they have like a, a wrestling ring set out outside where which so I like, love. Yeah, and they and that's where they train and like they don't you know they kind of stay off the grid. They gave him kind right. of like, so you're like, ah, oh, you know, um, cool. All right, let's just look quickly at this backlash card because this weekend, see where we're at. Um, yeah. And I'll cover AEW and NXT this week on the bonus episode uh, coming out Friday morning. Uh, I haven't watched AEW yet, um, but yeah, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Loving Drew McIntyre's headbutt, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Drew McIntyre is doing a great job. I was surprised. To that point, yeah. to that point, I'm loving uh, Bobby Lashley's uh, Phil Nelson, too. I know. This, I, lo- it's, it's, I love. I love us. Yeah. I agree. It's like I. I think that Bobby Lashley with MVP is very good. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always do a lot with Bobby Lashley. It's because he's so fucking believably jacked. There's always room for it. Right. He just never. It's like when he had the Lana storyline. It's just so silly. But right. yeah, I mean, obviously Drew's gonna beat him. Obviously, uh, definitely not. I mean, I say obviously. I guess who knows? Right. I'm ninety percent sure that Drew. I would take Drew here. But um, yeah, uh, we'll keep Drew's run going. Drew's just so likable. He's so fun. Yeah, I and I also like. I mean, we're, it's probably gonna be another fifty years before we see another black champion. So I think. Uh, yeah, I think Drew McIntyre is the safe bet there. I guess I didn't even think about that. You think there's any chance they'll like for they'll want to like no. be like, hey, we have a black champion? No. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I don't think so. Um, and Dream also lost also to Cole uh, mm-hmm. a takeover. So you know they're not quick to change their plans based on the societal uh, progress or whatever. But. Uh, and and not not that they should or anything. It's like we don't, you know. It's not like we want Bobby Lashley to just win the title just because of right. Black exactly. Lives Matter right. movement. That's also kind of silly. Right. But it is cool that Black that uh, Bobby and MVP are kind of making waves. I really mm-hmm. think they. Yeah, I mean, everyone seems to be into Bobby now more, so that's good. Um, and but all right, so Drew, I think will win. Edge versus Orton. You think Edge beats Randy clean? Yeah, probably right. Just big because this is the like he still got it match, right? Right, right. Uh, Strowman versus the Miz at Morrison. I guess Strowman will retain. They're not going to give the title yeah. to the two of them. They're just jokes right now. This is just going to be Strowman looking strong. Oscar versus Nia Jax. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, can if see I, if, doing, I yeah. can see them giving it to Nia Jax. I can see that too. I guess it just depends on whether or not Nia hurts Oscar. I know they might yeah, during the match. Yeah, that's true. She might uh, Nia might hurt Oscar so bad that Oscar can't even kick out from a right. team out. 
Uh, are there any good examples of that happening of by accident wins? Mm. I don't think I've ever seen any, to be honest. I'm going to No, because I think their training usually kicks in. Like all the examples, it's like all the wrestlers training kicks in and they, they like, they kayfabe the ending. Like it's like Chris Jericho. There's one where like he, he's like yelling at the ref to like, or he's like drawing something out because he knows the person is like out on their feet. There's some, there's evidence of like times where I think wrestlers know like, Oh shit. Like, all right. This person's walking around passed out. But you don't think it's ever time someone doesn't realize that the other wrestler is like been knocked out cold and then they just have to do a three count because you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. I'm going to look possible. that up. I got, if you see them on semi those, post those in the Facebook group. Has there ever been match? I mean, don't, if they get like really hurt, whatever, but I'm just talking about a time where a wrestler like either forgets to kick out, like they missed the first hit of the bat. That I think or, has definitely happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody wins accidentally. Yeah. That I think definitely has happened where, right. cause sometimes I miss it. Like the sound of the ref getting down on the mat makes me think it's the first like hit as someone who's wrestled a little bit. I'll just say that I wouldn't have thought about that thing except for yeah. the fact that I've, I've had times where I, <laughs> I felt like it could easily happen. Right. right. Uh, all right, just Jeff Hardy. I think Oscar will win, though, gun to the head. But Jeff yeah. Hardy versus Sheamus. I think Jeff Hardy wins because that's like the triumph of right. That unless Sheamus like gets him drunk or something. I'm not even kidding. Um, I think that Bailey and Sasha retain against Alexa Bliss, Cross, and Iconics, and then Apollo Cruz. I think retains, and I think Andrade will get involved and take. I think. Uh, Garza will take out Andrade. Will ruin it for him. Yeah. And I think we're probably going to see Rollins versus Mysterio, and I think Rollins will beat Mysterio. Yeah. How do you feel about the? Uh, I like the uh, Alistair Black um, Rollins dynamic, though. Yeah, I like the 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 the, the, the yeah, curb like stomp and the the false idol versus the kind of oh, what are you talking about? Actual move. Yeah, when he well that no, but no, what you're saying, but then also the like, the physically like holding him back. This is what you get when you try to be a hero, and then the curb stomp. Yeah, the like, whole curb stomp is really cool. It's the closest thing to the uh, curb stomp baptism that I've uh, right. that I want, but I want that to right. convert. That would convert. I don't think you can be converted against your will. That's not what the curb stomp baptism does. It doesn't like if you get it right. all of a sudden. It doesn't brainwash you. It's more right. like just a moment of giving you your title of like you've been a right. great disciple. Uh but yeah, no. I mean Alistair Black's really nicely positioned uh right now. He is mm -hmm. doing kind of the thing we talked about. It's like he stands up against Rollins because Rollins is pretending to be like a false king or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um I I yeah. I, I think it's good. I think Alistair is ready for <laughs> big zones, but hold off on Alistair to bless you until crowds are back. Right. Like you need the right. excitement of Alistair in the, with the crowd. He needs to for his first run. They can't McIntyre him. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, do you think? I wonder though when when if we ever get the green light to have thirteen thousand people in a stadium, I wonder if people are going to flock back in that number, or if it's going to be a slow. Newman, if if they held a twenty thousand person. Show in Florida right now. Every yeah, seat you're right. Full. Every seat. You're right. 
You're right. You just got to choose right. the right state. You can't do it in right. Los Angeles. Right. Can't do it in New York. You could do it in Georgia, probably. Uh, Texas, no question. Yeah. Uh, all these states that they're showing you. Texas, I mean, they're showing like, even like, I even think like Barton. I think I saw a shot of Barton Springs in Austin was like full. Yeah. So that's like a very liberal city too. I just think, I mean, even like my gym's about to open and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, there's new information that's come out from the. It's from way the, less transmittable when, when you're right. asymptomatic. We've seen, but for me, the bottom line, it's just a risk reward thing. Like a, a risk reward. It's not, I mean, it's just kind of a risk thing, like management thing mm-hmm. for yourself. You know, for me, if I don't get back to the gym soon in like some kind of real capacity, uh, I'm like done working out on my porch. Like I'm done. I can't do it. Yeah. It's so hard. And my mental health is suffering from right. from being – so for me, going to the gym is – it's it's kind of like not really optional. Like whereas like it's kind of weird because I've been wrestling with the fact of like I really want to go out and protest. Yeah. But I've been holed up and I'm like to go out with that group of people and then come home to my wife has been mm-hmm. hard for me to wrap my head around to go out right. with like – and then I'm like, well, also I'll use this podcast platform, you know, uh, yeah. uh, uh, to get this stuff across. And I'm going to probably be more effective that way because I reach more ears this way. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I've wrestled with that. But like, I'm not exactly. But then I'm like, well, but then I'll also make an exception to go to the gym, though. The gym's going to open. They're saying they'll have like four or five people in at a time. So you're like, all right. right make you know, an appointment. I, we we all have – I have no idea what's the right thing, you know? I could look back and – you know, and also I did go to um, a very spaced out protest thing, you know, and I like hung out in my car and honked my horn. So I did that. Right. So like, does that count? I don't – you know, I don't – the world is strange right now, you know? Right. The world is strange right now. Did I you did, go I, out and protest? Yeah, yeah, I did. I went uh, just once to the one on, on Sunday – yeah, by Capitol Records, but um, yeah. I didn't march with the group. Um, I was just kind of there on the sidelines with um, like one of those medical masks, right? And then uh, a face covering on top of that. Um, it was all really tight. Um, it's like, I and don't I have wasn't line five mask. I don't either. It's just one yeah. of these like surgical masks, and then on right. top of that is a uh, just like a bandana. So I had more i had a bunch of layers over my face and i stayed away from i was still kind of able to maintain a distance um but i guess we'll see in two weeks if that was a mistake (laughs) Uh, uh, right you know but i didn't march with the group there was a hundred thousand people there so i didn't end up marching but uh and i only stayed for about two hours if that right so it was definitely managed. Like I was like, I'm going to do this a specific way to like reduce the risk of, of exposure. Um, right. But well, I had to, I had yeah. to get out there. Right. No, I know. I know. Um, uh, anyway. All right. Well, you guys, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I, I really, really, really hope that even if you kind of disagree with us in this time, I hope, and I, and I can't change your mind or whatever, for whatever reason, I still hope you listen and and hear us like it's you know hear us and uh uh uh, uh and and uh like you know i'm not saying like i think we're at the point where it's kind of non-negotiable being like i agree you disagree i think you 
probably should agree with us. Maybe th mm. there's always going to be some room for nuance of something we said wrong or blah, blah, blah. I'd be open to that. But I, uh, I, 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 I hope you enjoy, you know, I don't know, having these real conversations with us. And I do think it's interesting. It affects everything. COVID-19, mm -hmm. all these issues going on with the, uh, the, the, the fallout of George Floyd's murder. It's amazing how this affected our society so much that it's easy to talk about it and how it relates to pro wrestling, you right. know? Right. So I just think it's kind of unavoidable in that way. So, all right. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. Check us out. Support the Patreon. Um, uh, that's how we keep this podcast going, frankly. So patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. If you listen every week, you should be giving us a little bit of cash. Uh, but in these yeah. hard times, if you don't have any, I understand. All right. Uh, <laughs> everybody, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast and uh, stay safe. Do what's best for you and uh, listen. go listen to the New Day podcast. Uh, these guys who we've been entertained by forever. Listen to them talk about what it meant for Kofi to uh, win that title and how that actually matters. Um, and, uh, yeah, everybody, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Comedians of wrestling, I listen Wednesday. When I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.